You come to our aid and rescue speedily, mightily. You bring everything that we need to every uh, battle that we have. You bring more than enough. So we thank you, Lord, that we are more than conquerors through you and that we are going to get the things that we desire in this life because you promised it to us. So we thank you, Lord, for blessing us to know you better. In Jesus' name, amen and praise God. Amen, amen, amen. we got to say happy birthday to Miss Jan because somebody's uh, spoken for her already. They're going to snatch her up and take her to dinner and all this, all this carrying on. Happy birthday, Miss Jan. Amen. A proper, a proper lady never tells her age. Amen. Even when arms are twisted. Amen. But I know you always tell yours. You tell yours, Jan. You don't care. Yeah. And you're proud of it and you need to be. Amen. But I ain't telling mine. I ain't jumping on. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm not going to lie about it either. We're going to keep it holy. Amen. Keep it real. <laughs> Praise God. But it's good to see more years. Amen. Especially when you got wisdom, you got health, you got all the things you need. You got Jesus more than anything. So at the top of the list, you have Jesus. So praise God. So, okay. So we're going to get started. Our word, we're going to continue. Yesterday, we talked about unmasking the mystery or mastering the mystery of faith. Is that what we said? Okay. So we're mastering the mystery of faith. And we talk about faith being a mystery. It is because we don't understand how it works. The Bible says the secret things belong to the Lord. But the things that are revealed are for us, our seed and our seed seed. So the things that God reveals to us, we can teach to everybody. You can teach to your children. You teach to your neighbors, your friends. But there are some things that are locked up in God's wisdom that are not revealed. For instance, the Bible says that if the the gods of this world had known that Jesus would rage from the dead, they never would have crucified him. See, their wisdom goes into their demise or their lack of. So there are some things that God keeps as secret just out of his wisdom. You know, he's not going to let everybody know everything about everything. But what we do know, we are held responsible for, and we can use the knowledge that he gives us so that we can live the way he wants us to live. He wants us to live the good life. He wants us to live a blessed life. Amen. I was thinking about that yesterday. I had to do a little uh, uh, congratulatory video for Jasmine, my grandniece who's graduating from high school already. Hard to believe, I know. I remember she when she used to be in the back of Gigi's car in the baby seat with her little knees crossed singing Martha Manuzzi songs. And she said, ooh, I love this song. She was only like nine months old or something like that. I mean, barely able to talk. You know, she'd been talking forever it seems, but I love this song. So. <laughs> she had to because she kept hearing it over and over again. <laughs> you don't love it too bad. But, uh, so I was thinking about, and, and the Lord told me, he said, now, uh, 
let her know that she's to go beyond beyond success to blessed. So being blessed is beyond success. Amen. So because, you know, when kids are good at what they do, you, she's a real intelligent girl. She learns very quickly. She can be successful in her learning endeavors, but you want to get over into the blessed zone. Amen. From successful to blessful. And so that's what we want to do. We want to live in the blessings of God. We want to live in the blessed zone and always have that connection with God that puts us in a place of, of empowerment, of blessing, of, um, security. You know, those kinds of things. We want those. Amen. People want them. They look for them all the time. You know, that's how you see all these motivational people selling all these tapes and stuff. They're not selling them to people that don't want anything. They're selling them to people that want to have success, that want to be blessed, that want to have all of the things that they promise. But they'll never get them the world's way. Now, you can get it for a minute. But then something else, if if you're one of these health nut people, you know, you can eat all the right things or what they say are the right things. And then next week, it's the wrong stuff. You've been down that road. Amen. I remember there was a time eggs were the devil. Butter was the devil. I said, oh, no, you don't, devil. (laughs) You don't put them on the endangered list. See, I know how to beat all of that rap. I just bless that stuff and throw down. Amen. That's what my Bible says. They said, nothing to be refused. Bring me that rib. Jesus name. Put some extra sauce on there. Hey, I like this God. But see, you know, you, you gotta have faith for things. You know, you just can't be doing stuff. You know, that's how missionaries will go to foreign countries and come back whole and not sick. You know, all the things that, that crawl around and you, they better bless that bug before they throw it down. They don't know what he's got on him, you know, so it's, it's just that way. But, but praise God, we have the word of God to cover us. Amen. In all situations, it makes us whole. It makes us sound. It saves our souls, makes us healthy, all of that stuff. The word of God does that. So we've got to put our faith in God's word. So we talked about yesterday how faith provokes limits and breaks them and faith provokes the hand of god amen it breaks it provokes the power of god amen so so it it has to faith kind of like jabs at obstacles in your life it'll jab at things that are standing in the way of your promise amen It'll, it'll start moving them and agitating them to get out of the way so that you can have what it is that you need and what it is that you desire. Amen. You know, say for instance, if you're applying for a loan, you know, people may tell you no and then two weeks later they call you back and say, oh yeah, I was thinking about your situation. I said, really? Yeah, they've been provoked. Okay. God's just doing, faith is doing its job. So all you got to do is express your faith. And once that spirit of faith is released into your situation, it will begin to move everything out of the way that's in the way. Amen. How do you know something's in the way? You get a no answer. 
but you don't take a no answer as a final answer. Amen. It's like, don't take it personal. Amen. Now, when you say stuff like this about faith, people look at you like, what's she talking about? You know, some of y'all had the last boyfriend you had, you didn't take no for an answer. He tried to lose his number, lose your phone number, take you out of speed dial and everything. You just kept going. Kept going. I know that's the one. I know he for me. I just go talk. I didn't know. I just. So don't act like you don't know nothing about how faith works. You lose your, use your little boyfriend faith. Uh huh. Go move that mountain. Uh huh. Sometimes you still think about, wonder what he doing right now. <laughs> it's cause your faith is still working. It never quits working. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I'm gonna stop. I'm getting too far off the, I see right now. I don't want to have to threaten to go to the Y. Praise God. Amen. Turn to Second Chronicles 2020. We're going to talk about faith in God through the prophets of God and through the word that is released into the atmosphere. Amen. Because this is part of the mystery of faith. Faith has a way of being transferred through hearing. And hearing the word of God. So that's whether it's through you reading it and meditating on it. Through you reading it out loud to yourself. Or through another vessel speaking that word in faith. It will, it will do the same thing. So Second Chronicles 2020 here is kind of a familiar story. The King Jehoshaphat of, um, Trying to think if he was Israel or Judah, I get them confused. Probably Israel, but they were facing some enemies that were really too big for them. Amen. They they were outnumbered, outmanned, out everything. And King Jehoshaphat was looking for direction from God. And I think that's very, very important whenever we have faith involved or we're trying to use our faith. You've got to get a word from God about your situation, you know. Now, there are some things that you don't really have to pray about. There's some things that are given in the atonement. By his stripes, we're healed. So you just have to start meditating on that, confessing that, putting it out there. So that your faith and your healing begins to provoke the symptoms that are plaguing your body. And know that the word will win out. Amen. We're not trying to move something. We're not trying anything. The word's been tried, trust me. And it's been proven to be stable, steady, and, and, and full of integrity and full of, it's able to do what it says it's gonna do. It'll produce itself. Uh, God's word is the only, only word that will bring itself to pass. It doesn't need human help. It doesn't, the only thing that we provide is the location for where to deliver the promise. See, you're, you're just really, you're affirming what God's already said. You're just reiterating, you're reading his word back to him. And you finally caught on. 
that God wants to help me. God wants to do these things for me. God wants to do all this stuff for me. So you're really affirming what he says. You're saying yes and amen. You say, yeah, I believe that and I want that, God. So your activity in faith only gives a location for where to deliver the car, where to deliver the truck. Am I right, Poppy? Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> huh? That's all you're doing. So every day when you get up and you worship God, you say, come here, car, come here, truck, come here, provision, come here, come on over here. See, when you express your faith, you just like GPS yourself into. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he knows where to deliver it. That's just it. You just given a location for the delivery. You're not making anything happen. You're not creating anything. You're just, you just saying yes and amen. And anybody can do that. When you get married, all you do is say, I do. Am I right? And the fine print is already written. Sister Johnson, don't be making faces at, oh, we are two, I'm talking about the older Johnson. Don't be making faces at me like that. <laughs> and all the married people say, read the fine print ahead of time. <laughs> now the fine print has not even been written in a lot of situations yet. Amen? But, but you just say yes and amen to what God's proposing for your life. And just don't ever lose faith in what he's doing. So our job really is to hold on to faith because there are going to be some situations where the devil tries to get you to let go. Amen. So this is one of those situations. <clears throat> Jehoshaphat is is uh, facing some enemies. It says in verse five, he stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court. And he said, oh, Lord, God of our fathers. You are God in heaven. He said, no, he asked the question, are you God in heaven? Amen. Say, what's going on here? We're in trouble. And don't you rule over all the kingdoms of the heathen? See, that locates God. That locates your need. That locates what it is that you're wanting from him. And he says, and in your hand, is there not power and might so that none is able to withstand you? Aren't you almighty God? You drove out all the inhabitants of this land. You've done this before. See, it's real important for you to remember that this ain't God's first rodeo. And it's not his first turn at helping your life. And it won't be his last. Amen. He said, you said this. He says, in, 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 he said, if evil comes upon us, there's a sword, judgment, pestilence, a famine, we stand before your house and in your presence, for your name is in this house and cry unto you in our affliction, then you will hear and help. And now look, the children of Ammon and Moab and all these people are turned against us. He said, behold, I say how they reward us. He said, when they first started messing with us, we didn't do anything. We spared them. So they owe us a sparing. They're not supposed to come after us like that. He said, behold, I say how they reward us to come and cast us out of your possession, which you have given us to inherit. Oh, our Lord, 
will you not judge them? For have we no might against this great, we have no might against this great company that comes against us, etc., etc. So then this prophet steps up in verse 14. Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jeol, you know, etc., etc., as a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the Spirit of God on him in the midst of the congregation, and he said, Hearken, all Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem, and King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid or dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Your enemies are God's enemies. Now, if you're smart, you'll stay out of the line of fire and let God handle it. Amen. All you have to do is speak what God tells you to speak. You know, do your part to release your faith out into the situation. And then God will handle the rest. Amen. And he says, tomorrow go down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and you shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. You shall not need to fight in this battle. You shall not need to confess the word till your tongue gets dry. Fighting against yourself. Now it's not wrong to confess the word. But many times we think it's our confessing that moves God. No, your confessing is moving you to believe God. Amen. And once you believe him, settle in on that. Amen. But don't get yourself over into work so easily with this stuff. And he said, Jehoshaphat, he says, tomorrow fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Now, you have to set yourself in opposition to the enemy. You know what I'm saying? You've got to station yourself against him. What does that mean? That if if you're buying a car and you go and make an application for a loan and you get turned down, instead of agreeing that your credit is shot, which you knew that before you even showed up there, but God lets you go in there shot credit and all. Or in some cases, no credit. Amen. Invisible credit. Which you're thankful for. Because a bad report isn't visible anymore. You know what I'm saying? But you have to set yourself against that. So you have to in some way establish that you are still believing God to get this deal done for you. Even though you get a no answer. Because a no answer really is meant to insult your pride. Which you shouldn't have been carrying it around with you anyway. Hey! See the no answer comes from God to help straighten you out. Because you go trotting in there, I got a 666 credit score. <laughs> Every, everybody caught it, right? Good. Wake up and I won't have to keep doing this. Huh? You know you got a demonic credit score. 
it don't impress you it don't impress nobody but you keep pumping yourself up in the front i'm gonna go in there with my credits that they see all of this they don't get to me am i right poppy that's right i thought huh right or go in there with your demon driven credit score and buy up the world huh you know the people with bad credit scores that come out with with luxury cars are called drug dealers because they bring a bag of cash and if you ain't in that category i highly suggest you forget about trying to brag on your credit score and think you impressing somebody so that no answer came to slap you back into reality and god let it happen well i'm gonna take a sip well Got a few people that are not believing. Well, if everything was in order, they'd have said yes. So you got to understand the yo, no can mean something is not quite in order. Maybe your faith isn't quite in order. And you needed a no answer to shock you back into reality. Say, oh, wait a minute. Now I got to get in my word for real up in here. I get serious about this devil is really wanting to stop my progress. You see what I'm saying? So you humble yourself. You get in the word. You talk to God. And then you step right back out there again. See, a no a no answer, that is not in God's vocabulary for you. You understand what I'm saying? Especially if he's giving you his faith to use to do it. He's already said yes. What you're doing is you're applying your faith so that reality, the natural realm, can come into agreement with what God's already told you. And at the place where the natural realm comes into agreement with what God's already told you, that's the point of your blessing. Amen. And your faith does need some adjusting sometimes. You know, don't think, don't take it personal. We're just finding out what we need to do to get our faith adjusted so that we can receive what it is we're asking for. See, we're interested in the end result. We're not interested in how they made us feel at the dealership. The devil's going to make you feel bad. That's his job. He's hoping you take it personal. And he's hoping you get discouraged and never come back. Then you can be mad at God because God didn't come through for you. Instead of being mad at him and making him go out and get out the way. So what you need to do is just, you know, before you head out again the next time, because you're going again. If it takes ten times, you're going to go ten times. If it takes 20 times, you're going to go 20 times. <laughs> I remember a gentleman was, he was the first African American franchise owner of Burger King, of a Burger King. And he said he had gone to so many banks and got turned down, he lost count. Amen. And he said he was thinking about it one day. He said, well, if I quit now, I'll never know. If I could make it. He wanted to be a millionaire. And the next one he went to said yes. You got me? After he got one, it was just like gravy. 
You understand what I'm saying? Everybody was calling him. We got a site for you over here. Do you want to build over here? He had about three or four of them. Amen. He employed all the relatives, all the neighbors, all the everybody. You know, they always could get a job with him. But it took 20 times for him to get a yes answer. Amen. Now, I don't know if, if he was using God's faith. Probably not. It won't take you that many. So don't get discouraged, you know. Good grief. Amen. Your faith is working better than that. But God is not trying to wear us out. He's trying to build us up. So every no answer you get is an opportunity for you to build your faith. Amen. So this prophet stands and tells them they won't have to fight. He tells them where they're going to meet the enemy. He tells them all of that. What the enemy wants to do is get you not to show up at the point of battle. Get you afraid to go out and confront the enemy. So I'm sure there's probably some nervous people couldn't sleep all night, knees knocking, amen, all of that stuff. But you get up and you make yourself go. Because there's something inside of you that's called faith that won't let you quit. Amen. So pray that the faith that's in you, huh? you know, keep the engine on. Don't put your faith in neutral, you know, just because you got a no answer. You go, oh, well, I thought, oh, boy, here we go thinking again. God don't give you permission to think. (laughs) Hey, I like this guy. What he said, believe, say, confess. Ain't no thinking in there. It's a mystery. He said, and they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. Now, it's kind of interesting. God used a a worship person to deliver the, the prophecy. Huh? So really, worship is a key to getting anything you need from God. <laughs> See what I'm saying? That's, that's always the giveaway. If you're discouraged and you're doubtful and you're wondering and all of that, you're not in worship. you got to put all that stuff aside and just begin to worship God and bring him on the scene. That chases every discouragement you can ever say or ever think. Amen. You just get over in the realm of the spirit where he is. That's where the action is. That's where the real action is. And he says here, Uh, Verse 18, Jehoshaphat bowed his head and his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. And the Levites, children of the court, these are all tribes of worshipers and temple uh, personnel, stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. And they rose early in the morning. And went to the wilderness of Tekoa. As they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord of your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophet, so shall you prosper. So, so the foundation is your faith in God. 
And then faith in what the prophets tell you. You understand what I'm saying? And don't get it reversed and don't get it twisted. Because there are people running around getting prophecy and have no foundation in God's word. So they're treating it like fortune telling. Or like a horoscope, you know. You're just reading your word for the day. You don't know who's speaking it. You don't have confidence. See, God's word is backed up with his character. His integrity. So you've got to have a foundation in a God who is is good to perform his word. Who won't go back on his word. Who won't leave you stranded. Who loves you and cares and wants to give you good things. Amen. He wants to give us. We're not twisting the arm of a reluctant God. He wants to give us these things. Amen. They're already given. You know, you can go through the word and you say, oh, my goodness, all this is there. Oh, I got this. I got this. I got this. I got this. If he didn't want you to have it, he never would have written it down. Huh? <laughs> He knows we all shoppers down here. <laughs> he, he's not scared of your shopping. And he's not going to go back on any of it. Amen. You know, I just loved it when my husband was in a good mood. What you think, Poppy? Get him in a good mood, right? Got to get him in a good mood. That's right. And I would say, I said, can I have so-and-so? He said, yeah, baby, you got to get it because you caught me with it. <laughs> hey, I like this guy. See, if, if God can get your husband to say that, think what he says to you. Amen. You got, God's got to give it to you because you caught him with it. I know you want to heal me, God. I know you want to prosper me. I know you want to prosper my family. I caught you with it because I read it in your word. Mine. Amen. So, so that's the way you approach this. It's like a family thing. You know, a, a, a nice loving family thing. Amen. So, <laughs> nothing but love. God is love. He wants us. He said he wants us to, to be joyful. He wants our joy to be full. I mean, all the time, every day. He does, he has never made a day for us to not have what we desire. That's not what our days are for. Our days are for enjoyment, fulfillment in all areas of our lives. It's for, for the good stuff. Amen. And God has nothing but good stuff for us. Amen. He lets us decide what we want. That's wonderful. Amen. That's wonderful. Amen. So we, we must believe God first, believe his prophets, and we will prosper out of the word that the prophet speaks. Amen. You just begin to hide that in your heart and meditate on it and thank God for it on a continual basis. Amen. So God, then faith draws on the raw power of God to come into our situation. Amen. And bring the desired change. So what change are we looking for? Amen. We need to be specific in what we want from God. 
We need to be detailed in what we want. If God puts a vision inside of you, like he did with Joseph. Joseph dreamed a dream. He believed it. And then he spoke it. And his life began to change. He be, that, that faith that he expressed began to propel him toward the desired situation that God had for him. A lot of ups and downs and turnarounds, just like our lives. It's not just roses and peaches and cream all the time. There's some ups and downs involved in life. Times when we have to call on God a little bit more. Times we got to get in the word a little bit more. But but it's all working for our good. Yeah. It's the desire change is going to come. Amen. You know, some people say, well, I don't know know what I want. Well, just go get to the back of the line. Let me get in your spot because I I know exactly what I want. (laughs) And bunches of it. But faith draws on God's power and brings it into your life so that you can receive the desired change that you need. The woman with the issue of blood, when she came up uh, on Jesus, let me find her in here. Hang on. She's all over the place. Let me go. To, <laughs> let me go to Luke. Amen. But she got her issues settled. Amen. Got her issues settled. Praise the Lord. Let me see where she is. Is it eight? Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In verse 40, it says here, it came to pass that when Jesus was returned, the people gladly received him for they were all waiting for him. And that's nice. After people running you out of town and trying to throw you off a cliff and stuff. And behold, there came a man named Jairus. He was a ruler of the synagogue, religious person, fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come to his house for he had only one daughter. She was about 12 years old. She was dying. As he went, the people thronged him. And a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which has spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any. The the Bible, one one account says she actually got worse. Came behind him and touched the border of his garment. And immediately her issue of blood stopped. And Jesus said, who touched me? All denied. Peter, you know, I had put in his two cents trying to explain nothing. Jesus said, somebody touched me. He said, because I perceive that virtue went out of him. Now there's a touch and there's a touch. Make sure you got this touch on God. Amen. You don't want to be just one of the crowd hanging around trying to see what's what's fun and what's going on you know there's a lot of people that that live their lives like that and never make that transition into the touch that pulls virtue out of god you know i remember when we we used to go god had us study benny hen's ministry for a number of years and we would get buses of people to go and and many of those people were on the bus all the time and a lot of them, you would see them, their health began to deteriorate and they never got healed. And I found out there's there's a multitude that's just crowding around 
trying to see what they can see. And then there are people who are zeroing in on a target to get their healing. Amen. And that's the difference in the touch and the touch. Jesus knew somebody had touched him and power went out of him. So really, you can say that faith extracts the power of God from God. Because it's all a spiritual connection. This lady's faith actually was, it it turned from her faith into God's faith when she began to use it in God's word. See, when you put your faith in God's word, it's not yours anymore. It turns into his. It turns into the faith of the son of God because you got it invested in his word. So it's invested in him. So the good part about that is there's nothing wrong with your faith once you put it in God's word. Now, if you're just believing for, for, you know, what you know you can do to come to pass, you got some trouble there. Cause it's gonna be limited to your abilities. But once you start believing God's word, that faith is unlimited because it's invested in He who is unlimited. And He's already promised you as one of His children to ask Him anything. Huh? You know, when you're in a natural family, you learn what to ask your parents. So don't compare a natural parent with God. Because, you know, if if you go to a parent often enough and they'll say, well, you know, I can't do this right now. And I can't. Well, let me see. Let's say, well, dang, I, you know, come on, dad, loosen up here. Lighten up. Well, we we done buttered you up, brought your shoes to you and. Gave you the remote instead of playing games all day with it. You know, I was, what else do we need to know? <laughs> but see, with God, you got to learn to train yourself to think unlimited. You got to train yourself to think no limits. You got to train yourself to to think blank check. Amen. He said, "Ask anything." You know when when. God was dealing with Sodom and Gomorrah. He told Abraham, he said, I'm going to do this. So Abraham began to, to barter with God to see if he could get God to change his mind. And Abraham being just a natural man got, got limited in what he started asking God for. He started, he, he just, well, would you would you spare the city for 50 righteous? God said, yeah, I'll do it for 50. 40, yeah, 40. 30, yeah, 30. 20, yeah, 20. 10, yeah, 10. But he should have kept going. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because we serve an unlimited God. So you should never inject limits into God's word when you're asking him for what you want. Like we'll, you know, you'll start thinking, boy, I sure would, sure would be nice. You ever had them kind of thoughts? Sure would be nice to have this. Sure would be nice to have that. Sure would, oh, this would be, oh, oh, oh. That's God talking to you to ask for it. Joseph dreamed a dream and believed it. Why don't we have belief in our dreams? 
Well, we're all a little stuck, huh? You ever think God's putting them ideas in your head? Look at all the people he's used to give them creative ideas and earth-shaking ideas to help humanity. You know, when, when, uh, Edison went into that laboratory every day, he had confidence he was going to come out with something good eventually, you know. He, he actually invented many things. Why? Because he found a pathway to answers, which is always God. You understand what I'm saying? God doesn't just give stuff to his kids. He gives them to seekers and people who will put their faith out there. See, the fact that Edison got up and went in that laboratory every day, that was faith, folks. And the God of creativity and new ideas showed up and helped him. I would imagine if he got a, could have got some Christians to go in and do that. But he, God's not limited to, you know, whether you belong to him or not. Come on, y'all. But we do have a covenant with him. If you belong to him, you're in much better shape. Amen. But he will reward seekers. Diligent seekers. Amen. He just will. When people start obeying the laws of God, they tap into God. They tap into his resources. Amen. Now, they're going to have some trouble with it. You know, you look at all the inventions that have been made. Somebody stole them. Somebody, they see, that's the unbeliever because they got to deal with the curse. You got me? But that doesn't mean that God won't open understanding to them and knowledge to them. The world would, world would be in a sad shape if only Christians got the knowledge of God. You know, God sees them saved. At some point, you know what I'm saying? So he got to start blessing people just to keep things going down here. So he'll bless seekers. Don't worry about it. Amen. He's not breaking any rules by doing that. He he rewards people that diligently seek. Amen. And it, you may not know that's God you're seeking. Amen. You just understand that there's something out there that's calling you. To do certain things, to find certain things out. Amen. Many times people are looking for answers to do good, do the things that God would want you to do for people. People do research and disease and stuff like that. They're looking to do good. And God will help people like that. Amen. Don't get mad at God because he loves people and he wants to help people. He just does. Amen. He's bigger than we think. He don't fit in your pocket. You don't pull him out and get him to do only what you want him to do. Amen. <laughs> he does after the counsel of his own will. Amen. Amen. So the woman with the issue of blood, it said her, her blood stopped immediately. In one account, it says she said within herself, if I can just touch him, it's always important what you say when you talk to yourself. Amen. You, you start telling yourself yes to the things that God has for you. Don't, don't keep cutting it off and say, well, well, no, that may not be God or, you know how sometimes you'll just think a really nice thought and you kind of get happy about it and something comes up and says, slaps it out of your head. Huh? See, we have to stop doing that to ourselves. 
and let ourselves dream bigger in God because God wants to do big things. And don't always think about what you need and what you want. You're a kingdom person. Amen. You're a part of God's kingdom. So there are some things that God wants you to possess just because he wants it in the kingdom. Don't get possessive about stuff either. You know, just know it's it's on the way out. If it came in by faith, it might go out by faith too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I look at my closet, I say, what in the world possessed me to buy this? They don't even look like me. Well, I know what I need to do. Just take them all out and give them to somebody. Amen. But it looked like me when I bought it. That's all God wanted me to do is get in my possession. And he said, give it to sister so-and-so or somebody. You know what I'm saying. He does things like that. So we're kingdom people. Amen. We got a huge family. Amen. The body of Christ worldwide. Those are our, our real true relatives. Amen. So, so we have to keep that in mind. So faith must come alive to tap into the flow of God's power. Your faith without works is dead. So faith is like, uh, say you got a, one of those, what those matches? Uh, people don't use them much anymore. The little mercury matches. Is that what they made out of? The little, you know what I'm talking about. The little red hip match. Yeah, a little mat with, with the wood and the little stem. We still make those, don't we? That's what I thought. Now what y'all been smoking? You been... See, I know why you didn't want to say nothing about it at first. Everybody's scared to indict themselves. Shame on you. But your tongue is the friction that ignites your faith. Just like that match when you take it across that rough surface. When you speak the word of God, it ignites your faith just like you ignite a match. Amen. And start a fire with it. And so your your faith starts putting that. It, it has to be ignited by your words. It has to be ignited by actions that you do. There are times when God will tell you to get up and move toward your answer. Amen. And always do it confidently. Amen. But but with expectation. Always expect a yes answer. Expect to find what it is you're looking for the first time you go out. Amen. The woman with the issue of blood expected it the first time she went out and she received it. She was not disappointed. So faith draws on God's raw power. To affect the desired change. What do you want to see happen? Amen. Virtue goes out of God when your faith is applied. Every time. I know I I have a feeling of confidence when I start to speak the word. It increases. It gets stronger in me. You you feel more, um, I guess, more at peace, more content. When you speak the word, you feel like you've done something, something good. Amen. So faith must come alive in order to tap into the flow of God's power. Obstacles, all obstacles bow when faith is in operation. They ought, they have to. 
they can't stand in the face of, of God, the faith of God. Faith also commits God to confirm his word. So he, faith, when you speak God's word in faith, or he tells you to get up and do something toward that thing, he will will confirm that he told you that he said yes to you. Amen. So it's got to happen. It's got to happen. There's there's no two ways about it. So it con- your faith commits God to confirm his word. So when you start praying for something, I don't care how long it takes, God will confirm it and establish it in your life because your faith is out there. So so we have to have confidence that once we begin to pray and thank God for his word, that word is 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 your faith pulls on God's integrity. You know, it it really does. It makes a demand on his integrity. He's got to do it because he said he would. And but that only happens if you use your faith. You got to use your faith. Live your faith out there. Amen. Second Timothy uh, tells us that if we are faithless, he is yet faithful because he cannot deny himself. Amen. God's word is is the integrity of God's word stands on the fact that he has made an oath and a promise to do what it is he says he's going to do. Amen. See, as human beings, we live off of promises that we make to each other. and But there's nothing firm to back it up. God does his with an oath and a promise. Let me see where that is. It's in Hebrews. Let me see. 11. Hang on. I didn't think I was going to have to read it, but I think I will read it. Uh, like I said, it's not 11. <laughs> I think it's in 6. Let me 6. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It says here, for when God made promise to Abraham. Now, we have Abraham's faith. We have the Abraham brand of faith. Amen. Um, see, when you think about things you can't do, think about things Abraham did. And you'll change your tune. You begin to understand that there's nothing your, this faith won't do. It says, when he made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, God looked around and said, I'm the ultimate. I'm the biggest thing here. Why am I looking for a co-signer? I'm going to swear by myself. Huh? You know, every, anybody, y'all, y'all know who Fonzie is, right? Happy days. That's what it reminds me of. You know, he go to straight comb his hair. He said, why try and touch perfection? What can I do to this? Hey, I'm the ultimate. That's what God did. He looked around. He said, Hey, ain't nobody here but me. I'm the highest person. That idiot that tried to take my place fell out of here one day and we ain't seen him since. Oh, absolutely. It says, for when he made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. Amen. He's the greatest. (laughs) 
So really what God did was he made a promise to himself that he would bless Abraham. See, when, when we think, think about what, how we think about God's promises. See, we think he made a promise to us. He has not done no such thing. He made a promise to himself. He has a covenant with us. Amen. So we are part, we are recipients of his word to himself that he keeps. Cause see, if you may, you can mess this up by thinking he promised it to you. And when you don't feel good about you one day, you think, Oh, God hates me. You got me. Big difference. He made a promise to himself. So he promised him that he would not cheat you out of anything you're expecting him to do for you. That's really more like it is. So really what we are doing, we're eavesdropping on a conversation God made with himself. And we're saying, let me see if there's something in here for me. Oh yeah, he said he's got kids and if if we're his kids, we can ask anything. And that's why he'll do it because he promised himself he'd do it. Abraham was asleep when God cut covenant with him. So if he was asleep, God didn't promise him anything. God promised himself. Father and Son and Holy Spirit said to themselves, we're going to do this for him and all his descendants. Could you imagine if Abraham was awake? Depending on what kind of mood he was in that day. I can't have no kids with Sarah. You know how old she is. Well, I know how old you are too. It's a good thing God did make the promise to himself. Amen. The promise is made between him and himself so we can't mess it up. Our unbelief won't negate it. See, he's already covered it that with if with we are faithless, he remains faithful. Why? He can't deny himself. He told himself he would do this for him, for us. See, it's good not to be so heavily involved in everything. Our lack of faith can't kill it. Our waking up on the wrong side of the bed one day can't kill it. Huh? Our running out out after here, there, and everywhere, trying to make ourselves happy, that won't stop it. Nothing will stop this. He'll just wait until we get tired of goofing off, and then we come dragging back to him. God, I'm sorry. I just don't know what got into me. I said I didn't want it no more, but I do want it. Huh? See, the fact that he promised to himself means the promise is still there waiting on you. I'm going to say it again. The fact that he promised himself means the promise is still there waiting on you to straighten up, to believe him, to go out again, to look one more time, to pray one more time, 
to forgive somebody, to ask somebody to forgive you, whatever it is, the promise is still waiting on you to straighten up and get back in faith again so that he can deliver it to you. Thank God he promised himself. Amen. So he says, surely blessing, I will bless you and multiplying, I will bless. Why could he be so sure about it? Because he promised it to himself. So the Trinity holds one another accountable to do everything that we ask them to do. That's why they work together on these things. Amen. So, so God has all the help he needs with himself. Amen. All we need to do is believe. Amen. So faith commits God to confirm his word. His integrity is expressed. And our faith will manifest the desired result. Amen. So we participate in it only to the extent that we take our measure of faith and put it into his word. So you are investing your faith in his word and in him. Amen. So really, you're still out of it because it it turned from your faith to his faith the minute you put it in his word. That's why sometimes it's wrong to criticize results because they're not coming along fast enough for you or not changing the way you want them to change and all that because you really you're criticizing a faith that's flawless. The faith of the Son of God has no problems in it. It's righteous faith. Amen. It's holy faith. It'll cut through anything and bring you what you need out of the situation because there's no stopping it. There's no power higher than the faith in God's word. So we kind of have to remove ourselves from it. And once we prayed, then we've got to expect that God will bring it because there's nothing wrong with the faith that we're using. The Abraham brand is righteous faith. Amen. And that's what we use when we, when we believe God. Amen. God does many things to fulfill his word. For instance, in, in, uh, Matthew 8, if you want to turn there, Matthew 8, 17, you know, you, we think that Jesus went about healing people. We, we think a variety of things about it. But the one thing we always think is that he's doing it because people are showing their faith. But there are a lot of instances where we don't see any evidence of that in his word. It says in Matthew 8 and verse 14, it says, When Jesus was come to Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever. Huh? The mother-in-law. And he touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and ministered to them, or she made some fried chicken and biscuits. Well, Ma, put some gravy with that. Come on now. You're healed, right? Well, she just get up and resumed her life. Now, thank God that wasn't us. Got to convalesce for three days, claiming your uh, pre-existing conditions. Got to take them into account. Well, I don't know. I'm just getting up out that sick bed. I don't know about no dinner. Can we order out? <laughs> Gr- 
Grubhub on the way. She ain't called no grub. Am I right, Poppy? She ain't called no grub hub. She ain't called nobody. That chick got up and cooked. I like this guy. He says, and when evening was come, they brought to him many that were possessed of devils. And he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick for this reason, not for their faith, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken. So God does many things to fulfill his word irrespective of your little raggedy faith. So that keeps us from boasting on our, my faith got me there. Are you sure? Huh? That's like Zacharias in the temple. You know, an angel standing there, this man's old. The Bible says he was well stricken in age. I haven't gotten there yet, okay, everybody? Hold on. When God say you old, you old, you know. When he say you well stricken, you well stricken. And he tells this man, he says, uh, good news, you're going to have a son. He goes, huh? Who else is in here, right? The high priest, he's the only one in the temple ministering. What didn't that just wasn't for nobody but him? Your prayer's been heard. Huh? What prayer? Well stricken in age people don't use their faith for babies. Come on now. Poppy, you gonna have to vouch for me on this one. They, they trying not to believe me. Huh? He wasn't out shopping at Babies Are Us or, huh? Anything like that. This man just trying to make it through this last year as the high priest, you know? So there's no indication that faith Active faith then was involved. Now, faith might have been involved at one time in their earlier years. Now, I don't doubt that for one minute. But it didn't happen in their earlier years. It happens now. So he's fulfilling. God's fulfilling his word, fulfilling promises all the time. Jesus healed all those people because it was prophesied of him that he took their infirmities. Isaiah 53, he took their infirmities and he bore their sicknesses. So people could get in line with like a teaspoon of faith and get a major miracle. It happens even now. There are people who come to a meeting and, and we know God's healed people. I've seen him heal people in our meetings that weren't even believers. You know, living in sin. And, you know, all this kind of stuff, you know, blew my little religious mind. I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, mm, you better not talk. Just wait till God gives you something to say. Because this one is messing your religious head straight up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, these two two lesbians fighting each other. And, and you know, I I don't really stare at people, but some people look quite noticeable. But, you know, they come in and they, you know, somebody invited them. Praise God. You know, I'm not judging nothing. Trust me. I'm just trying to stay in the spirit and do what God says to do. And God showed me he's going to heal her. She was, she was on a crutch 
and a cast on her ankle. Well, they had been fighting and she broke her ankle jumping out the window running from this one that brought her to the meeting. Okay. See, this is when you take, you unscrew your religion and you put it off on the side. <laughs> and, and you just pray and let God work. You understand what I'm saying? And, you know, I told her, I said, well, get up. God's, God, God's healing you now. And she got him and she stomped that foot and walked on. She said, ooh, it feels good. She said, I'm going to have this cast taken off pretty soon. And she walks on out with her girlfriend again, you know, totally ill. And us poor saints take us forever to get along. You know what I'm saying? It's like, go figure. But God's a God. Of, he's a merciful God. He's a, He loves everybody. Amen? And see, sometimes he needs to make an impression on people. Who knows that they might be saved now? And serving God. And so you let God be God. But he fulfills his word. Himself took our infirmities. He's the only healer. He took sickness. He has control over healing. Amen. You know, you'll say, people say, he's a healer. There's only one healer, honey. He ain't a healer. He is the healer. You don't get healed unless somebody takes that a holy vessel takes that sickness in your place that's how you get healed amen and so he himself took our infirmities and he bore our sicknesses so his integrity is reflected in the fact that he fulfills every promise ever made about him amen everyone there is not one thing said about jesus prior to him coming on the scene that he did not fulfill in his earthly walk and he's still fulfilling Amen. He's still fulfilling that he's raised from the dead. Isaiah 33. This is a covenant promise. In fact, I'd never seen this before. Not read it in this way. Probably saw it. Skipped over it. That's why, you know, faith is such a mystery. It has to be revealed to you. God has to say, park, put the car in park and get out. And let me go show you something. Isaiah thirty three twenty four. It says, "The inhabitant shall not say, I am sick.' The inhabitant of God's kingdom shall not say, I am sick.' Amen. So when you know people will say things like, you know, we we know which we're obeying the word of God. Mark eleven twenty three says, "When you pray, believe you receive it, and you'll have it." So if you're looking to be healed, once you pray and ask God to heal you, you receive it then from that moment on, you are no longer sick. You are healed. You are healed by faith. Healing is a spiritual occurrence now. It's not something you're looking for for in the natural. So it's working in your spirit. Amen. And so here's your confirmation of that. If you are inhabiting God's word and God's word is inhabiting you, then you shall not say, I am sick. Amen. Says the people therein shall be forgiven of their iniquity. So sickness, sickness follows sin. When you live with God, you are forgiven. So you're no longer sick. Just receive your healing. Just begin to thank God for it. 
and draw it ever closer to you. Healing is working in us all the time. Every day. Every day that you believe God. Every day that you speak his word over yourself. Start speaking it over your body. Amen. I'm healed. Body, get in line. You're healed. You're not sick. You're healed. Jesus paid for this. It's a done deal. You're healed. And begin to speak more what God says about you than what your mind is telling you based on what the natural realm is saying. Yeah, you got pain. Yeah, you got this. Yeah, you got that. But you're healed anyway. That It doesn't change the fact that you're healed. What you're doing is you're letting the stronger force manifest. Sickness is a weak force. I wonder what the people at the YMCA was saying. Hmm? It masquerades as strong. Why? Because everybody's always looking for it. You ever notice how sickness really gets attention? If you haven't noticed, this country and the world has been on lockdown because of something we can't even see. It's not even visible to the naked eye. Now, I'm not saying... Rona ain't real, but she ain't coming up in here. You understand? We already shut the door, return to sender, no entrance in this place, no entrance in God's kingdom. Because compared to God's power, that's a weak force. It's got to be weak because God's word defeats it every time. Sickness doesn't have any power unless you add your faith to it. Say it again. It doesn't have any power unless you add your faith to it. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that you might not need medical attention or help from time to time. But don't park your car there. Don't pitch your tent there. Don't take up residence there. Because you're in weakness when you do that. See, anything you're getting as a natural remedy is weak compared to God's word and his power. Amen. So the strong man of God's word can come and overtake that weak thing that you're engaged in. All you got to do is seriously call time on it. Amen. I call time on pills. I call time on doctors. I call time on all of this stuff. You seriously call time on this stuff and pick up God's word. Don't just... Not have anything to replace it. You got to get diligent about God's word then. Amen. But none of the inhabitants of this land shall say I am sick. Amen. Don't say it. Well, suppose I don't care what you suppose. Don't say it. I forbid thee to say it. (laughs) By the power of the living God. Don't say it. Amen. Not that easy. Just don't say it. Don't come into agreement with it. Don't give it permission to reside in your body. Just don't say it. The greater one lives in you. Amen. God's got stuff he wants to do with you and through you that he don't want to share your body with sickness. He wants his sickness free. Amen. He prayed. 
He paid for a sickness-free temple to live in. Amen. So let's give him one. Amen. Faith has the power to subdue kingdoms. Whole kingdoms fall because of faith. We saw it in Second Chronicles 2020. All of those, those, uh, forces that came against Israel were defeated. Amen. Because of faith. They believed God and believed his prophets and they prospered. Amen. It removes barriers. Anything, symptoms are standing in the way of you enjoying health. Symptoms kind of nag at you. They bug you. When you know they're there, they bug you. And so that's a barrier to your, your peace, your sense of well-being. You know, you're healed, but this thing is hanging on you, making you think you're not. Amen. So you want to get rid of that. So faith will remove those things. Amen. Faith quenches the fiery darts of the enemy that are set to destroy you. It'll, they just go, puts them out. Amen. Your faith all day long, when you speak the word, the enemy's throwing darts at you. You can't have this. You can't have that. You're sick. You're confused. You're this. You're that. What's wrong with you? You know, when he can't really accuse you of anything, he say, what's wrong with you? Then you got to fill in the blank for him. You understand what I'm saying? He always got something. It's true. And, and so your faith then begins to snatch those so they don't penetrate your heart. Amen. You let them start penetrating. They want to rob you of your faith. And so your faith is there as a shield. It's, it's an aggressive force. And that it provokes, but it also protects. Amen. It has a twofold effect in our lives. So your faith is there to protect you. And it also moves you out to conquer new territory and and new things. Amen. Um, What is in faith that empowers us as believers? Amen. When faith is in place... We are grafted into God and God is grafted into us. Amen. When your faith is in place, when you start thanking God for healing you, you're grafted into God and he's grafted into you. So you have a continual God draw on God's power when you're in faith. See, that's why the enemy tries so hard to push you off of it. Amen. He wants you to move. And all you have to do is stand, just like the prophet told Jehoshaphat. He said, just go stand there and watch what God does. And it's the same instruction for us. Just stand in that place of believing and watch what God does by our faith that's grafted into him and he's grafted into us. So we become one with God by faith. That's how you got born again. You exercise your faith in the fact that Jesus had paid the price to save you. And you're still believing that. Amen. And so once you get yourself grafted into God, keep getting more and more intertwined with him. Believe more of his word. Believe him for more things. Believe him for greater things. Believe him for the things he wants to do for you personally. 
and for family members and for household, for your city, for everything that you got, for your job. Amen. There's a lot of things that God wants to do in our midst, and it's going to take faith to get them done. Can I change my job? Oh, yeah. You can change everything that's there. Faith can do it. Amen. If Noah was able to condemn the world and God drowned everybody except Noah and his family, what do you think your faith can do? We have a better covenant. Amen. Now, I'm not for just drowning people. Huh? You know, they singing raindrops keep falling on my, if they ain't got sense enough to, they ain't got sense enough to come in out of the rain, I mean, what can you do? You're using your faith. You got split. And once, <laughs> I would love to stand and chat with you, but I gotta go. It's raining. Huh? Those people that drowned didn't believe it was gonna rain. So, they wound up being believers after all, didn't they? That's what I say. Amen. See, God can't deny himself. Amen. Faith gives us a mouth and wisdom. That's what God promises us. Amen. So when you run out of answers and understanding, your faith works double time to give you a mouth and wisdom. It gives you the right thing to say when you confront unbelief. It gives you all the necessary equipment that God wants to give you to make sure you have not just success, but blessed. Amen. You move from successful to blessful. Amen. Because, and when you're blessed, you have well-being in everything. See, success only goes an area at a time. You might have success in school and then you can't keep a job once you get out. But when you're blessed, God will make sure you can keep a job. Amen. (laughs) He wants his kids working. That's what I know. Amen. So, okay, so why don't we quit? Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for understanding. Thank you, Lord, for everything that you've given us in this covenant of blessing that we have with you. And, Lord, we thank you for all that you do for us. Thank you, Lord, for coming to our aid and our rescue. Thank you for the things that you've given us just in this brief time that we've been with you, that we have grown, that we understand more, that we can do more because of your holy covenant in the name of Jesus. So I'm going to release the power of God to everybody here. If you'll stand in front of your chairs and just let Miss Nola direct you what to do. Praise God. April, why don't you grab the girls? Just let them know we're lining up now. Thank you so much. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. power of your Holy Spirit. We honor you, Lord. We bless you. We thank you. We praise you. You are the King of Kings. You are the Lord of Lords. We bless you. We praise your holy name. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We praise you forever and ever and ever. We thank you, Lord. Bless you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. 
Sometimes it's inner working things. You might need more favor, more uh, more power, more health. I can sure use more health. I think we all could. Amen. And 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 more uh, ability to get around. I'm looking for that myself. You know, I'm just looking for more everything, more everything. So as I come by you, you're gonna receive and just let it work on you. Let it work. Let it work. Let it work.
watching on the internet by video releasing the power of God to you right now for whatever it is that you need pain go in Jesus name sickness go all forms of sickness I curse you at the root in the name of Jesus release yourself from every vessel watching in Jesus name just stretch forth your hand whatever you need is favor blessing new job new career whatever it is you desire receive the power of God to make it so in the mighty name of Jesus receive it amen praise God Father, give me that answer that I need. Give me that thing that I'm seeking. I, I want to have direction. I want to have encouragement. Whatever it is that you need, let him move you to the next position. Amen. In your journey. Next spot. Next place. Thank you. Praise God. The answer is yes. Whatever it is you're seeking from God, the answer is always yes. He gives you the eternal yes. Amen. From everlasting to everlasting, the answer is yes. It's always yes. God always says yes. Praise God.